You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the MatchKit.co platform. In this edition of the Match Kit Cast, we chat to Lil Kimball. Now, Lil is a elite powerlifter. Now, a lot of people can't think they'd be powerlifters if they go to the gym and put a good session in. But Lil, essentially, your title has the word elite in it. You've got world records. You're number one rated in, in SA, number two internationally. I mean, this is an obvious question because you don't think powerlifting is going to be a sport you're going to pick up at school. It's not really going to be a sport you're going to have many peers doing your own age growing up. How did you get into this particular uh, individual sport? So powerlifting is definitely in its infancy in, the, in this country. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Like you said, you know, people, it's not the kind of sport people just walk into. Where internationally, uh, weightlifting and powerlifting is something that people are doing at a young age in schools, especially over in the U.S. Weightlifting is a big part of, you know, developing their athletes for, uh, for other sports like, um, you know, American football. So people are a lot more familiar with it over there. Where over here, like you say, not very many people are aware of it, especially amongst women. Now, I come from a background as a strength and conditioning coach. I've been working as a strength coach for 15 years now. And I kind of transgressed from being a coach into powerlifting. I've always been an avid lifter. I've always enjoyed lifting. But at the time, back uh, in 2013, I didn't really realize what my potential was. I was just lifting in the gym, you know, casually until someone came up to me and said, wow, you know, that's an impressive deadlift for a very small human. Uh, and invited me down to a comp that took place two weeks later. So I was completely unprepared. I had no background in, I mean, I knew what powerlifting was. I knew what it was about and what the requirements were, but I had absolutely no experience. I hadn't worked with any powerlifting athletes. And I walked onto the platform and in my first competition, I unofficially broke a deadlift world record. I was 47 kgs and I deadlifted 140. So that kind of sparked this fire inside of me. You know, that's not something I had no idea what my, what my strength was and what I was capable of. And when I knew that I was suddenly doing something that I could compete in, I come from a very sporty background. I was always very athletic at school. Um, I was completely addicted. There's something extremely empowering about um, being challenged with something that is, you know, unrealistic, like, you know, lifting weights in a sense, when you compare your body weight to the weight that's, out in front of you that you're expected to lift. When you achieve it, it's, it's an, a feeling I can't quite describe. So look, I, I weigh 82 kilograms. I've been in decent shape throughout my life. The most I've ever deadlifted was 130 when I weighed 82. And I was quite chuffed with that. That those numbers are, <laughs> that, that, that's absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, what was the difference between your mindset prior to breaking that record and what you focused on thereafter? I mean, was there a massive shift to know that you could be even better than this? Well, because I come from a background of strength and conditioning, technique is always going to be a number one priority. I've come from um, a history of working with combat athletes. And when you're working with athletes at a high level, technique is absolutely crucial when it comes to lifting weights. Uh, you know, you can't be injuring a professional athlete in the gym when it's something that they don't prioritize. So technique has always been really important uh, professionally to me. So there wasn't too much change in that sense. I learned a lot more about the movements that I was doing and how to become more proficient at them. But techniques always been number one priority, you know, injury prevention, not even really injury prevention, but injury risk management. When you're looking, um, you know, far down the line for any athletes, when it comes to technique, like I said, it's got to be an absolute priority. With regards to competing, uh, I guess like in all sports, you know, if you're a fighter, you have going to a fight camp 
uh, if you're preparing for a certain race, like a triathlon, or whatever, you'll have sort of fitness goals. How do you, how does the sort of life of a of a powerlifter change when you know you are competing to a certain thing? Like, how do you condition yourself to say get to a certain date, knowing you're going to pick up a certain weight? It is quite difficult because with powerlifting, with powerlifting being a strength sport, it's very much of a marathon. So you know, putting small increments onto a weight that you previously lifted in a competition takes a lot of work. So there's the mental side of it is huge. I mean, I've gone over two years where I've added 2.5 kgs to a deadlift. I mean, that's a lot of work that goes in to gaining a very small increments. So I really strongly believe that without the mental strength and without the right approach, knowing that you dedicate to the long haul, you just, you're not quite going to make it. I mean, the sport is mentally and physically abusive in every sense of the word. You have to make a lot of sacrifice. Uh, you know, we all, all athletes talk about the importance of nutrition in their sport, but it's with something like powerlifting, the smallest thing can set you off. And it's a lot of sacrifices, a lot of things to give up in order you in order to be a hundred percent dedicated. You know, you anything you do a week before can affect the, the, the following week's training or the following week's preparation. You always need to be in the right, right mindset. You always need to be hungry. Um, and like I said, it's a long haul. It's preparing for marathons. And any, any endurance athlete will know the type of work that has to go. Not that I'm saying we're an endurance sport, but it's the type of sport that requires a lot of mental strength and a lot of mental capacity. You kind of touched on there with, with the nutrition. Um, this is another thing that people might have a misconception around as far as what goes into being a power lifter. Um, you know, again, going back to people who just do the gym work, it's about getting bigger and it's all about mass. How do you sort of uh, approach that with regards to, obviously, you know, you, you compete in a certain sort of weight division, so to speak. Um, you, you've got records at a certain weight. What's your sort of general philosophy towards nutrition as a, a general power lifter? And then also when you're going into a position where you need to peak at a certain time. So like you mentioned, you know, we restricted to weight classes. So it's, it, your nutrition is absolutely crucial. We're training at a very high intensity, but because of our style of training, we don't necessarily pick up a lot of muscle mass. How people would, you know, mostly assume that in a strength sport, you're going to suddenly gain a lot of muscle, but we eat for performance. We don't eat for aesthetics and there's a big difference there. You know, we've got to constantly fuel our muscles um, and, to be honest, my off season is much like my in season, not too much changes nutritionally because I constantly need to think about my next training session and what the fuel from the day before and how it's going to affect that training session. The off season, the off season is where we get strong. So it's almost more important than the in season. The in season is really when we practice what we're really able to do. So there's almost no off season for a powerlifter. Our nutrition has to be completely dialed in all the time. Um, you want to be sitting around your weight class because um, you know you don't want to go through stressful weight cuts like a like a fighter in a sense. I mean, you see some of these fighters who are cutting 10, 12 kgs for a fight. We, we have to avoid that. We cut too much weight and it will affect our strength. We put on too much weight and our leverages change, which means the, the way that we move under a squat under a deadlift is going to uh, drastically change. So it is our goal to stay within our weight class. So our nutrition pretty much stays the same year round. Now, would you, would you go to the extent of measuring your, your, your food, measuring as in like the weight, measuring calories and all those kind of things on a day-to-day -day basis? 
Absolutely. So carbs, fats, and protein are essential to us. We quite uh, anal retentive about ensuring that our macro needs are met. Uh, obviously, we're mostly training in a, in a calorie surplus or you know, calorie maintenance, as opposed to when you're cutting weight or you're sitting at a deficit. But yes, we have to be because when it comes to tracking your macros, it's all about body composition. You know, when you're just tracking your calories as an overall, you could be either gaining weight or losing weight, but we need to be either gaining muscle, keeping our body fat down. So macros are uh, extremely important to us. The type of foods that we're eating, you know, sugar and things like that really do affect our performance. They affect um, our recovery and these things are, are crucial for us. So I was gonna I was gonna go straight into that. Obviously, sugar is not a great thing for you. What else are the things that you completely avoid in, in your line of work, so to speak? Um, we, I want to say alcohol, but you know we all live balanced lives, so there are, there is alcohol in our lives, but very limited. I'd say anything between twenty four weeks and thirty weeks, we cut out something like alcohol completely from our diet. I mean that's a long stretch, thirty weeks before a meet, so. Alcohol is a no-no. Um, starting to get closer into competition, we start managing the type of proteins that we're eating, the type of vegetables, the type of starches. Uh, again, because your body responds uh, in certain ways. You know, too much whey powder uh, just makes you excessively bloated. Bloated when you're under a squat bar because again, things like this affect your leverages. It comes down to the smallest aspects that can affect us in, in the biggest ways. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. But as you say, I mean, you've you've added two and a half kilograms to to a deadlift over a long time period. When it comes to this kind of stuff, it's going to be the grams and, and, and the millimeters anyway. Do you do you sort of have a full time coach that works as hard on the nutrition side of things as they do maybe helping you on the physical side, or is this something that you completely taken on by yourself at the stage of your career? Um, I have a full time nutritional coach and a full time powerlifting coach. At this point, you know, you're so dialed in when you're coming into competition, uh, into competition that mentally you need to be visualizing what you're going to be doing on the day and you can't be worried about uh, your sodium levels and whether you're going to make weight and thinking about those things. I need somebody else to do all the thinking for me. So on a day-to-day -day basis, we're checking in with our nutritional coaches and they basically manage everything for us. So they are literally dictating meal by meal what we're doing, um, especially when it comes down to our weight cuts and the couple of weeks before competition is so crucial. Now, Lil, if I, if I go through your, your incredible sort of um, achievements as far as you know, where you've gone with your sport, it really is quite something. 19 world records, uh, four-time powerlifting world champion, 44 South African records that you've held, and four all-time... African records. What, what is next for you? Like, like I started with the podcast, you're number one in SA, number two internationally. Um, you know, your sport is just a, a constant slog for like small progress. Um, what is the next big goal for you? Truth is, I'm 37 years old. And much as powerlifting, we really are in our prime in our 30s, we have the muscle maturity. But those 25 year olds are yapping at our ankles. So as I'm breaking world records, they're breaking them straight after me. So my goal is just to constantly stay on top of my game. As you mentioned, I'm number two in the world. Um, I'd love to be number one. I, it's bittersweet if I'm not, so that's a goal I'll always chase. Um, this is something I will be competing in for at least another 10 years. You know, going into our 40s now, there's, uh, there's master levels that, um, I mean, some of the women in their 40s are outlifting the girls early 20s so for now I'm definitely gung-ho on continuing to compete 
eats at a very high level and just get more invitationals to some of the biggest meets in the world. But uh, aside from the competitive edge, and I think this is something that all athletes sort of, um, you know, sort of kind of dwell around their head a little bit is that what keeps you, what keeps the intensity up for you? What keeps you wanting to go back and train like this? Because there are easier ways to live. We all know this, but you know, the sacrifice is obviously worth it right now. But like, like, what's your sort of biggest motivation or biggest sort of stimulus to keeping the intensity going like you are? I am a highly competitive, competitive individual, that's for sure. And once you get a taste for this, it's, you know, you can have so many world records and so many South Africa, nobody really cares, nobody remembers, nobody knows what you did up there, but it's constantly improving on yourself. I come from a background of drug addiction. So for me personally, the very first world record and that very first personal record that I broke was a huge step for me. It was a huge step to show how much I can achieve and how much I turn my life around. So it is something that I always look back on and I always look on how far away I can push myself away from that person I once was, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's an incredible motivation fact. But, um, you know, it, it's like everyone has these kind of ideas and things that they want to do. So when you see someone who can prolong it like you have and make such a huge success, it really is. It's an incredible story. Before I let you go, there is an aspect. I, I, I'm massively curious about exercise, not just because I want to get a six pack, because that's what all guys deep down think is going to be the, the, the key to life. But as you, get, as you get older, your body obviously changes and we all are getting weaker as we get older. I heard that it's, it's very good to kind of get into your more, more line of exercise because it helps with bone density as you get older. Is that true with, with lifting? And is that one of the biggest reasons why you should lift weights as you get older? Absolutely. That is definitely one of the number one reasons as to why people should be including resistance training into their, into their regime on a weekly basis. I mean, I've had my bone density checked and the escalation that I've seen over a yearly basis is incredible. And not just the bone density, having thicker muscle, having stronger muscle will literally save your life. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I've, I've had recent conversations with people who've been hugely injured because they're athletes, they have the ability to bounce back that much faster. And, you know, obviously it helps them in the time of the trauma anyway. So yeah, it, it does. It, just, it makes so much sense. But what I really liked about what you said in the beginning here is that this is, this is a sport that all people should be getting involved with because you need strength, whatever you do, you need strength for life. You need strength for other sports you're involved in. And it's just a discipline about learning the technique, going through the sort of discipline of getting through these sessions and pushing towards the end. It really is an absolute no brainer and probably should be encouraged a lot more at younger levels. Oh, no, definitely. And the three movements that we focus on the squat, bench press and deadlift are three movements you should be including in your training. They compound full body movements. You are training every muscle fiber, every tendon, every joint in your body. And they're just so much bang for your buck. So, I mean, I don't just work with powerlifters. I work with athletes across all levels. And they're things that every single one of my athletes will do because basic strength and stability across your shoulders, spine and hips will save your life. They will make you better at everything, whether you're a runner, a surfer, or a corporate desk jockey, you will sit at your desk better, your posture will improve, um, your life will improve. It just makes everything better. Yeah, I totally agree. And if people want to use buzz, buzz phrases like 40s the new 30, well, if you get some resistance training into that, it really, really can be. Lil, thanks so much for your time today. If you want to find out more about Lil and her journey, and obviously all the big sort of um, you know milestones she's still yet to reach, as she said, she's going to be competitive for at least another 10 years. 
matchkit.co forward slash L-I-L underscore Kimble. That's K-I-M-B-L-E underscore Lil Kimble. You've got to actually look at some of her Instagram pics. Um, I, I couldn't get over it. You said you were 47 kilograms and you deadlifted 140. Well, this was, yeah, this was, yeah, was a while ago. Then. Yeah. Yeah, this was a while ago, many, many years ago. Okay, so for, for for those of you like me who were trying to do the math while I was listening to that, go look at um, go look at Lil's Instagram images here on on her Match Kit grid. It really, is quite something. Lil, thanks so much for your time today, and all the best. Thank you so much. Good to chat to you. Are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career? Visit matchkit.co and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile.